Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, but most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week's message is a ruined testimony. Text comes from 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 27. But we're going to read the whole chapter, so if you want to take a moment and just read 2 Samuel chapter 11, you'll be a little bit ahead and, and be able to listen a little better. Music is a Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church choir singing Jesus, come and fill your land.
David's fall and forgiveness of Christian's testimony ruined. And that's what we ruin when we mess up. We ruin our testimony. And I hate to see that. In Revelation chapter 11, verse 27, it says this. You ought to underline it. And when the morning was past, David sent and fetched her to his house, and she became his wife. Bury him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased him. It displeased God. Let's read a little bit about it in verse 2, chapter 11. Verse 1 says, But David turned still at Jerusalem. David sent Joab and his servants with him. All Israel that destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Ramah. But David turned it still at Jerusalem. Then came to pass in the evening time, evening night tired, that David rose from off his bed, walked up on the roof of his king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and cried after the woman, and one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? And David sent messages and took her, and she came in to him. And he lay with her, for he was, she was purified from her uncleanness, and she returned to her house. woman conceived and sent to David and said, I am with child on the line at verse 5. And David sent to Joab, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. And when Uriah was coming to him, David demanded, of him, how Joab did, and how the people did, how the war prospered. And David said to Uriah, Go down to the house on the line there, and washed thy feet. And Uriah departed out of the king's house, and I followed him, and made some meat from the king. But Uriah on the line there slept at the door of the king's house on the line there, with all the servants of his lord, and went not down to his house, and one day, had told David, saying, Uriah went not down to his house. David said unto Uriah, Can thou not from thy journey? Why then does thou not go to down to thine house? Uriah said unto David, The ark and Israel and Judah, by the tents of my lord Joab, and his servants showed up my lord, camped in the open fields. Should I then go into my house to eat and drink? And to be like with my wife, as I live it and as I soul, do that when I do. On the line is verse 11. The bottom of it, verse 12, and David said to Uriah, Do you be here today also and tomorrow I will let thee depart? So Uriah, Uriah, rode in Jerusalem that day in the morning. And when David had called him, he received his right before him and made him drunk. Verse 13, and he made him drunk. And in the evening he went out to lie on his bed with servants of the Lord, but was not down to his house. Came to pass in the morning that David wrote a letter to Joab and said, By the hand of Uriah, he wrote in the letter saying, Sit ye Uriah in his forefront of the battle, hottest battle, retire ye from him that he may be smitten to die. Came to pass when Joab observed the city that he and he ran to a place where he knew that the men were in the land. And the city went out and fought with Joab. And there fell among them some of the people, 
servants of David. And uh, he that night also. And Joab said and told David all the things concerning him. And George the messenger said, When I have spake to Enoch, tell him the matter of the Lord to the king. And if so be that the king wrath cries out in Enoch, saying to thee, Wherefore approach ye? So now that the city when you did fight, no, knew you not that they were shooting the wall. Who smote it of Bethlehem? The son of Jerubbins there did not a woman cast a piece of a millstone upon him from the wall that he died in it. Best why when he died in wall, then said thou, thy servant Uriah, if thou just did also. So the messengers went and came and showed David all that you have and sent him for. Messengers said unto David, shoot at him in, prevailed against us and came out. To us of the field, and we were upon them, even unto the hearing of the gate. And the shooters shot from off the wall upon our servants, and some of the king's servants be dead in thee, thy servant Uriah. The Hittite is dead also, and then David said unto the messenger, Thus shall, thus shall thou say unto Joab, and not this day, is pleased thee with the sword. You devour one of us, but that's another. Make the battle more strong than the city of Dome. Encourage the And when the wife of Uriah and Uriah, her husband was dead, she mourned. Her husband had no way to mourn him. So fast, David said to me, At this house, and she became his wife. And Mary was son, but undeniably, the thing that David done is what was So we see that after. After war, David was at home to enjoy the lustres of the palace in the city of Jerusalem. They were the second king of Israel. Saul was the first king. The nature of it, number one, David was guilty of adultery and murder in chapter 11, killing of Uriah to cover the shame of his sin with Bathsheba. Go into what depths the charm of God made. All in one unguarded moment. David is not the only man that was influenced of a look. Chapter 12 to Eve saw before she took the forbidden fruit. In Genesis Lot backslide became when he looked toward it Sodom and looked What's the fruit of it? The fruit of it, the bearing of the sheep before the child was born, did not cover it, the guilt of his sin. It's out of God, chapter 11, verse 27. I said when the behavior of a professed servant of God fills the mouths of his enemies, the misdeeds of Christians causes many of Lost people look down on church people and Christianity. The third thing, the conviction of it, thou the man, chapter 12, verse 7, those who are living in sin are not to be convicted with a mere hint. They, they have to be pierced in the heart. As Christ was pierced for our sins, so must we 
he pierced with conviction. David's secret sin was naked before God. No human device could cover it. The confession of it, verse 4, David said, If I have sinned against the Lord, chapter 12, verse 13, he makes no excuses. I have sinned against the Lord. He blames no one. He is too deeply wounded to offer any resistance. He does not say, I have sinned against Uriah, but I have sinned against the Lord. The fifth thing, the forgiveness of it. Nathan said, the Lord has put away thy sin, chapter 12, verse 13. It's still true that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. First John 1, 9, David sings this in the 32nd Psalm, 32, verse 5. The prophet Malachi says the same thing. Who is a God like unto thee that pardons iniquity? Micah 7, 18. It was immediate. As soon as confession was made, his pardon was declared. As soon as the heart of a man is in right estate to receive him, God will bless him. It was complete. The Lord has put away thy sin. For there is honest confession. God's grace abides. Behold the Lamb of God was taken away. Sin of the world. John 1, 29. Third thing, it was accomplished with promise. Thou shalt not die. The forgiveness of God is associated with the promise of life. John 5, 24. Read that. He forgives then he assures to forgive one with his word. Christian young people should always get their post of duty. And by doing so, will not lay themselves open to the devil's temptations. You need to be on fire for God and you need to be ready, you know. David's call to forgive this Christian testimony was messed up. David should have never done that. God forgave him, but he took his little baby. His little baby didn't live long. And his wife was saddened over it. David had more kids and children after that. But it cost him there. I want you to know sin will cost you. You've got to confess it. If you're a Christian, you need to not live in sin. If you sin, ask God immediately to forgive you for it. And ask him to cleanse you of it. He'll do it. And if you keep doing it, he'll take you on home. And I ask that you might just pray the sinner's prayer right now. If you listen to this sermon and you're not saved, ask God to forgive you of your sins. And ask him to come in your heart and save you right now. And claim that if you're a Christian and you're living in sin, or you got some sins you had to confess, confess it immediately right now. Ask God to forgive you that sin. Ask him to help you not to do it again. Now I ask that you might just pray. Father, we ask that you might just speak to the hearts of the people that listen to this message. If there's a lost one, get them saved. If there's a Christian evident sin, work in their heart to make confess that sin. We'll thank you for it and give you honor and and praise for it. It's in Jesus' sweet name. Amen. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogue, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. 
We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs>